Hello and welcome to a podcast. I know this doesn't sound much like Steve but baby Rory is asleep as I edit this and I would rather have a bad sounding podcast introduction than a crying baby. So there we are. I used an online voice thingy. Here is a podcast of things we did on the radio earlier. Welcome along. It's your afternoon show. How's your day going so far? That's not the phone in. So, oh, and also, we've been doing this across the week, ideas for what we should be calling this show. And I mean polite things, none of those. Kevin in Hornchurch, your show should be called Steve's Here, Afternoon from Two, or Shaft. Who was the DJ with all the songs? Shaft! I mean, that one's got legs. All right, I'm not, I'm not throwing that one away. Click save on that, mate. All right, there we go. Also, still to come on the show today, we have a wide variety of nonsense. Um... The correct age to get married? We might be telling you that one. Wayne Rooney might be inspiring us to tick off more items of our bucket list than we probably think uh, should actually happen. And I've got a problem with what you've got on your wrist. One of the issues we need to talk about, I I promised that I'd wind, I'd tell you why I'm wound up by being cute. There's been a story in the news that it's about toilets, so I'm amazed we didn't mention this before. But it only just dawned on me. This has proved me right. For ages, I've been annoyed at one thing that certain shops do. So a lad used a display toilet in a B&Q, and it's in the newspapers, and it's embarrassing. And the thing is, this kid's going to grow up. Oh, what's the first time you're in the newspapers, son? Oh, yeah, when I took a toilet break in the middle of an unplumbed B&Q. I don't think it's the child's fault. Because we cover a story like this maybe once every few years, but my question is, how is this not happening every week? They look so tempting. When you need to go, and there's a nice, clean, they're always clean, toilet on display, and you think, oh, that would be nice right there, wouldn't it? And I'm a fully grown man. I understand a bit of plumbing, but even even I get the urge. So kids must really struggle. It's like wax fruit when you're hungry. You know you can't. You know it won't end well, but I still want to, don't you? So I don't think it's his child's fault for using a toilet in a B&Q. It's their fault for, it's effectively entrapment. Although on a related issue, I would say having a kip in a nicely made bed in Ikea, that should just be allowed. I don't know why we'd let them go, just don't force them to let us have a sleep in there. You go through life not having a kip, we'd all be a little bit better and they've got the beds waiting. So what I'm saying, write that down Ikea. Uh, Update on my life. Rory's doing all right. He's uh, he's sleeping a little bit. He's had his jabs, though, this week. Oh, little man. He's had his little jabs. It is slightly trickier as an older father, but there's some good news for those of us who are getting older. Because a couple of stories have caught my eye this week. Firstly, Brits feel at their sexiest at 55. I don't know who lives at 55, but I bet they're enjoying Oh, they mean the age. Okay. About to upset one of my neighbours and pop round with some flowers. All right. Well, I mean, that's surprising. It's good. It's good. Apparently, 55 is your sexiest age. It's surprising because it means I've got about a decade left. And my back's going to have to get a lot better. Or maybe I'll just learn to stretch first. Well, we'll find out. But the more important story for those of us who are getting a little bit older, a couple in their 70s have tied the knot after being engaged for nearly 30 years. I mean, you don't want to rush things, do you? You want to make sure, you know, I feel sorry for their local car dealership because, you know, they're the kind of people to request like a test drive weekend for 13 months. Will it change their relationship at all? Yes, they're now probably like 30 grand poorer. But but it's okay because this is what I like about this story. Even though they've been engaged for that time, they didn't decide to get married. They suddenly got married when they won 90 grand on the lottery. And now each one must be thinking... 
I bet they're only with me for my money. Oh, no. Ruined it. Um, welcome to Any Other Business, Any Other Business Edition. We've started doing a thing where any item from previously in the week, instead previously in the week, nearly forgot. If we miss some messages, instead of just letting them go forever, we find a way of weaving them back into the show. It's, uh, it's hard work, is what it is. I didn't realise there'd be so much admin, but... So, previously on the show, previously... Yeah, yeah, we get it. A couple of things we were talking about. One of them, um, what have we talked about this week? Milk has cropped up a lot. And a lot of shopping-related ones. One of the days is well, two of the days this week, we talked about shops' names. A couple of updates on that. Kevin in Hornchurch says, Afternoon, Steve. Back in the day, there was a record shop in Bethnal Green Road called The Sound Scene. And a gent's hairdresser's in Hackney called The Clip Joint. Uh, if I had a high-tech landscape and garden grooming, I'd call it Cutting Hedge. <laughs> The clip joint. That that's not rude, is it? No, we get away with that one. And the sound scene, but the sound scene is spelled C. You, well, you get you get it. Don't you? Um, and Ted says, "Afternoon, Steve in Gidea Park. Um, Horace Fry cremations. No. Uh, also, once saw in Forest Gate. See more opticians. You're making that up. You, you pro- that's from The Simpsons, isn't it? This is what I like about any other business. That means we don't. No joke left behind." We've been talking a lot of shopping through this week. I don't know if I'm trying to get a sponsorship deal or something. Another shopping-related stories in the news. Lidl has won the first round battle of its logo war against uh, supermarket rival Tesco. Interesting. The German chain says that Tesco ripped off its trademark blue square with a yellow circle and red border to promote club card discounts. Oh, I suppose there is blue and red on the club card. It says that it's an infringement, even without the word Lidl being written on it. Tesco argued uh, that the survey that Lidl used to highlight consumer recognition was flawed. They're going to court against each other. And I'm surprised that the two battling it out are Lidl and Tesco. Because you know the difference. If you're in a Tesco or you're in Lidl, you know which one you're in, don't you? I'll tell you the ones who need to go to court, Aldi and Lidl. Sometimes I don't even know which one I've got near me. Because... If you're in a supermarket and you turn around and the middle aisle is full of food, oh, you're in a Tesco. You turn around and the middle aisle has, like, a sprocket set and a sword and a diver's bell. It could be Aldi or Lidl. There's no way. How much do they actually sell of those things? You know what I mean? You're walking down the middle aisle. There's uh, welding gear here. Who's, Who's buying that from Lidl or Aldi? I guess they must uh, get along with each other because no one's suing each other. Although if, they, if Aldi or Lidl needed to sue the other one and they needed all of the appropriate paperwork, you know where they'd find it? Yeah, that's right. It's been a while since we've talked about Wayne Rooney and he used to be a staple of my broadcasting career. Still got some jokes about him in my stand-up when I get desperate, to be fair. Well, he's back in the papers. Wayne Rooney, and it says in this newspaper, was landed in hot water for swimming with captive dolphins. I am not a marine biologist, but I would be very surprised if they kept those in in warm water. Especially hot water as well, it's even worse, poor things. Maybe that noise, it's like thermal expansion. But anyway, he was on holiday in Dubai and he was seen petting the dolphins. I think he might have been training them to try and search for Rebecca Vardy's missing phone in the North Sea. Because they got all that sonar stuff as well, they could probably find that. Just an idea. Animal rights campaigners have said that it is wrong to support the industry 
that uses captive dolphins. And they said, how would you like being fondled by strangers all day long? Just for clarification, that is not today's phoning. That new. Although people say that swimming with dolphins is on their bucket list. It's not one of my items. Yeah, poor things. Find me some dolphins that want to walk with humans and I'll take them for a stroll, but not the other way around. At Mr. Stephen Allen, and if you like your entertainment news, at Larry Entz. Yeah, Larry's got a Twitter account now as well. I say now, he's had it for about seven years. But there we go. Because um, we like to keep you up to date with all that happens in the world of entertainment. Not only do we play songs by Tom Grennan and Coral on the way, we keep you up to date with the news of the celebrity stuff as well. And for more on that, we turn to my friend who knows what he's talking about. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, what have you got for us this time? A set of Beatles autographs smudged by John Lennon's greasy fingers are expected to sell for thousands of pounds. Wow, that's amazing. I know. Imagine how much they'd be worth if they were clean. No, Stevie, it's the grease that makes them special. Really? Yeah, so not only do you get the signatures of the Beatles, but you also get the grease from the actual food they were eating. And what were they eating at the time? The story is they were eating fish and chips, so that's where the oil's from. Did they have any sources? I don't know. Why? Well, I asked this because he might have said no to gravy. He might have said no to curry sauce. But this is John Lennon. I think he'd probably give peas a chance. I can't even believe you did that joke. Really? You've never met me before. Uh, Listen, thank you very much for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. It's nice that these days I get to be here to go through the news with you on Thursdays. You used to have to take them off to go and do the filming. But now shorter hours means uh, later on we will be filming uh, Ministry of Offence. If you want free tickets to come and see it being filmed, just track me down on Twitter. We'll get that sorted. Meanwhile, of all the news stories that I've found, this one I would title uh, Submariner's Watch. And I know what you're thinking. I bet they do. That's not what I mean. A Submariner dive watch is set to sell at auction for loads. Uh, They're they're guessing £120,000. Now, I can understand why they make special divers' watches because, you know, you need to wear one so you can tell how long you've been diving for. But submarines... Don't they have clocks? I've never been on an active one, but they've got walls, so they could have wall clocks. We're all pretending that you need a special watch these days. I mean, like, it's just a normal watch, but you are a submariner. It's like me pretending that I've got a special radio presenter watch. I mean, at least we have to hit the top of the hour. In fact, the diver's watch should also only be worn by people who dive. Because there's nothing worse than seeing it. It's often office people with their big fancy diver's watch. You think you work in an office, mate? Why do, you need, why do you need a watch that is pressurised down to 100 metres? Because, I don't want to be harsh, but if you suddenly find yourself 100 metres below sea level, the biggest issue on your mind ain't the fact that your watch has stopped. So if I were you, save your money. Enjoy. That's the podcast done. Rory is still asleep and I hope to be the same later today. Get subscribed to wherever you found this podcast. Until next time, bye.